The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Megan Moore. Virginia opened a new trade office in Taiwan on Tuesday. As Ben Pavier with VPM News reports, Governor Glenn Youngkin signed an executive order creating the office in Taipei when he visited in April. The new office will help companies in both Virginia and Taiwan find new business opportunities, joining similar Virginia trade offices in Germany, Japan, and South Korea. Youngkin's embrace of Taiwan comes as he's taken a hardline stance against neighboring China, a far larger trading partner with Virginia, according to state data. Youngkin did business with Chinese companies in his last job as co-CEO of the Carlyle Group. But earlier this year, the Republican pulled Virginia from the running for a $3.5 billion Ford battery plant in Southside, Virginia. Youngkin said the automaker's partnership with a Chinese business represented a national security threat. Some Virginia Democrats have argued the posture is part of a long-shot presidential bid. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Richmond School Board approved changes to specialty school admissions on Monday night. The new process will reserve three slots for the top students from each district middle school, with a total of 50% of seats reserved for economically disadvantaged students. Before the vote, Superintendent Jason Camera said the changes aim to make the process fairer for talented, low-income students. Will this make it a little harder for higher-income students, like my own seventh grader, to get into specialty schools? Yes, it will. And I'm good with that, if it means the playing field is a bit more even. After all, isn't that the least we owe the children of Richmond? And isn't that also what Maggie Lena Walker fought for every day of her life? The changes will apply to the Maggie L. Walker Governor's School as well as open and community high schools in the district and will take effect for the next school year. Hardywood Park Craft Brewery recently announced they'll be phasing out bottled beers to aluminum cans to be more sustainable. Ian Stewart with VPM News has more. Hardywood CEO and co-founder Eric McKay is standing next to an almost 10-foot-high steel and glass machine known as the Pro-Fill Canner. In a few minutes, Richmond Lager will be pumped into it. This machine is rated to fill up to 10,000 cans an hour. Most fans of this American lager usually drink it out of a bottle known as the Stubby. But by year's end, this and all Hardywood beers will be sold only in cans. For us, the desire was always to offer the most environmentally conscious package that met our customers' needs. Though glass bottles are recyclable, aluminum is endlessly recyclable, says Kim Hines, executive director for Central Virginia Waste Management Authority. So it can be recycled over and over and over again infinitely. McKay says there are several other reasons for switching to cans, from being cheaper and easier to ship to keeping it fresher longer. Ian Stewart, VPM News. Three U.S. representatives from Virginia are co-sponsoring bipartisan legislation that would federally recognize the Potomac Indian tribe. Jen Kiggins, Abigail Spanberger, and Jennifer Wexton introduced the bill according to the Virginia Mercury. The tribe gained recognition by the Commonwealth of Virginia in 2010. With federal recognition, the Stafford-based Potomac would gain sovereignty rights, and its members would then have access to federal health, food, and housing assistance, among other benefits. 
Richmond's Planning Commission advanced legislation on Monday to allow homeowners to build secondary housing units on their property. VPM News reporter Connor Scribner has more on the proposed changes. The Planning Commission unanimously voted to recommend changing the city's zoning code to allow accessory dwelling units without a special permit in all residential districts. City officials say the potential new units, which would be small, independent homes on existing lots, could help to drive down housing costs by increasing supply. Richmond Planning Director Kevin Vonk told the commission the ADUs would be limited in size, to one-third of the original house or 500 square feet, whichever is larger. And they could only be built on lots with single-family homes. You cannot go from two to three or three to four or 80 to 81. This is to go from one unit to two units uh, on that property. City Council will hear the ordinance at its meeting on Monday, September 25th. Connor Scribner, VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.